Welcome to Talking Baseball. It is May 19th or 20th, and still no baseball, still no signed agreement, but a lot of guidelines. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. I've got Trevor with me. I've got Jake with me. Producer BBD is here. And it's time for uh, some tidbits, some talk. What's the haps? This has been the schedule during quarantine. Interview Monday, interview Friday. Just a little nice rap session on Wednesdays. We record on Tuesdays. And if you are a Patreon, you can be in the live chat as we record. We have a couple people here already and and we have a whole gang of new patreons that sponsored this Mm. show we got chris northrop greg delallo jr griffin osterhouse james willard billy strickland billy strickland is such a baseball name it is yeah it's billy strickland yeah uh he plays for the royals too uh warren c nicholas lentz Parker Terrell, Mark Jez, Kenneth Yarnall, Yarnall, and Matthew Stromer. Thank you very much for uh, supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash johnboymedia. We'll get you there, and uh, we appreciate you. Trev, how are you doing on this fine uh, May 19th? I'm kind of all over the place, to be honest with you. My emotions are running hot. Um I have a little bit of personal stuff going on, which you guys know about. Not a big deal, guys. Don't worry. We'll be okay. Um, but this whole baseball thing is kind of driving me crazy. We'll get into it. I'm fighting a lot of feelings. Jake, how are you doing? <clears throat> also fighting a lot of feelings. Uh, less than Trevor. Uh, rare occasion. Uh, back's getting better. Uh, I went for a run this morning, making my push for the 50 man roster. If it comes through, uh, so we'll, we'll see backs already locking up a little bit. Kind of need a good midday stretch, but, uh, uh, fighting the good fight, man. And yeah, I think where I generally have been, if you took my average playing baseball and not playing baseball, I think I'm still above average like that. We'll get there. But, uh, I mean, fluctuates with every sentence, so we'll see. How, how are you doing, Jimmer, for that? I'm all right. Uh, I'm doing fine. I will say it, it is a little disappointing that we haven't had any concrete update since the offer went out and the guideline. You know, I, and I know they're taking their time, but didn't they say it was like 10 to 14 days? Well, this will be – that was Passon's guess, or I think he asked for insiders what the timetable was, and they said like 7 to 10 days or something like that. And I think we're over. I think we're over that. And it feels like there's been no movement. I think we're at at a week right now. At a week. Mm -hmm. Passing was on Friday. And then so the last Wednesday up was okay. So, all right. So I I was still like, you know, would have liked not the official deal, but I feel like anything that's been leaked, it's a weird situation. And people keep asking for my update, but I made the rule that my meter could only be yes or no on if baseball's coming back. And I'm a hard middle right now. So I feel like I can't, I can't throw the maybe out there because this is the thing. What was your right? last meter? I don't even remember. Yes or no. One of them. Uh, 
here's the here's the thing. All of the stuff that's coming out and leaking, like all the information, puts me in the no camp. It's just too hard. We've been saying this from the start. Too hard. My brain doesn't believe those things are necessary. And then on top of that, you have both sides still saying 100%. Even the biggest voices, the owners and the GMs and Bauer, who's a big voice, uh, you know, saying like, we're not going to do anything less than prorated, even saying 100% we reached an agreement. So I'm like torn because we're going to get into these health guidelines. They're a joke. They're straight up like a laughable joke. Uh, And I understand why they exist, but I'm really torn and being torn puts me more on like the negative side than positive for me. I can see that. Yeah. I would have liked some good news. It's a weird time because it doesn't matter what side you are on, on this issue. I've tried to talk about it a little bit on social media and people just are mad. Like everyone's pissed off. The general public, like it's, we talk about PR all the time here because it's a powerful thing. I think we've seen that over the last, you know, five or six years in this country, like getting out in front of the story or creating the narrative or whatever, you know, that's, it's a big part of our culture right now. And the PR around baseball is so fucking bad. Yeah. Like nobody wants to hear about this, you know, and it makes our job hard because we want to talk about it. But at the same time, nobody wants to hear about, you know, well, let's talk about the owners and how much their money they're going to lose. And then players are like, hey, well, you know what? What about the last 10 robust years? Show us your books. And then the owners come back and say some other shit about money. And it's fucking exhausting, dude. Now, is it so just... So I see why people are, are upset. Is it me? Have I tuned it out? Like, the, I'm talking very, like, the last, like, three days. Have I tuned it out or have both sides kind of stopped using the public to make their points? Has it been a little quieter it, the last couple of days? It's been a little quieter. We we haven't had anything really come out, which is good and bad. I, I mean, you're hoping that we talk. I mean, the, the last big thing was Snell. Uh, and we kind of haven't actually heard anything since then, which, again, I mean, spin it however you want. Uh, spin it as there's been no progress or spin it as they're actually sitting down and talking. Um, I, I don't know if I said it on here, Jim. I spend my days talking to you through a computer. But you know, Poppy was telling everyone May was going to be ugly, <laughs> and we're seeing it. <laughs> like Trevor said, people are hot, man. Um, hot. And, you know, it's if you're not at grips with anybody doing anything while Corona's around, you're half in the right, and you're not going to be happy with anything. If you're one of the people that are coming around and saying, like, hey, I think this is a thing and our society needs to move on, you're going to feel you're right about everything. And guess what? You kind of might not be wrong either. Um, And and either way, it ties back into uh, baseball and what we're doing. And like Trevor said, I mean, you know, billionaires versus millionaires. And, you know, I don't want to play for $2 million. I'm supposed to make 10 mil. Absolutely nobody wants to hear that. And, again, I'm – I'm going to rest on my laurels like Jimmy kind of was just saying. Like, I think next week's the money week. I think we need move by, we need news by next week because I think June 1 is like kind of the fake deadline that's been posted because we got to get players moving and things like that. But uh, for me, it still comes back to, man, these, these franchise values. And uh, this, 
uh, I had this thought literally come into my head a second ago, and it, it sounds like a good clip. So, Big Baby David, just write your notes, you beautiful producer go, in the baby. corner that everybody comments on. If baseball doesn't get this done, there's going to be two major sports and two minor sports because baseball is going down with hockey. If if they don't get this figured out and then they go into a, a lockout next year's CBA – franchise values are jumping back nobody cares about baseball if it's gone for like two years and everybody loves the nfl and the nba right now and i just think that's the biggest thing that hopefully i kept going to the movie scene where hopefully better minds prevail and good guy wins and the angry owner says who don't let's not pay them <laughs> i was doing that in the corner hopefully that guy doesn't win uh, because baseball also has so much room to gain here. And at the same time, if you're one of these Corona people that you're not going to be happy with anything, then you're going to be miserable that baseball's trying to play. So it's, it's hot. It's tough out there in the streets. That's what I'm saying. I posed a question on my Twitter, which was a sentiment that I've been getting from many a folk around the league, specifically players. And all I said was, if the health guidelines are this uh, extensive, is it really safe to play? And whoa, people, I mean, they were all over me. Heidi Watney came at me. Mm. Heidi Watney came at me. Okay, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that, Heidi. And she came at me asking, well, is it safe to go to the, the grocery store? Well, Heidi, people have to eat to live. They need grocery stores. You don't need to play baseball to live. And her point was, there's a lot of auxiliary jobs that go along with the baseball season, and it's up to the players to play so those people have their jobs and can make money and provide for their families. I don't my, necessarily my, agree with that. My, my. <laughs> the players are just employees just like anybody else. Okay, owner. This is what I said to her. Owners, when you buy a franchise, you have a responsibility to the community. One because you're part of the community. You're a pillar in the community when you own a franchise team. But probably bigger than that, the people paid for your stadium, most likely. So there isn't, that's where the onus falls on the owners. You get stuff from the people, you better help the people out. It's not up to the players to play if they feel it's unsafe. Like I said, they're just employees, dude. So I got hot yesterday. Heated. But here, here's the thing about these guys. I don't know. Trev. I need to you're calm down. Your tweet was basically like, if these are the guy, and this is everyone's thought, if this is like the guidelines that they think we need to play baseball, then it's just not safe enough to play baseball. And I think that's true if MLB put these guidelines out there fully saying, like fully believing them. Like I don't think MLB believes or wants to uh, actually instill these guidelines or mandate them at all. They're just covering their ass. And if anyone doesn't know, if there's anyone that hasn't, isn't up to date with this, like just to like no spitting, always be six feet apart, maybe sit in the stands. If a ball gets touched by multiple players, it gets thrown away. I had a lot of fun with that one because I was just laughing. They're like, if the ball gets put in play and touched by multiple players, that ball can no longer be used. I'm like, okay, what if they throw a pickoff and then he throws it to the catcher and then the catcher throws it back? That's three people. That ball never got put in play. That ball's fine. Uh, what if the catcher asks for a new ball from the ump? Catcher hands it to the umpire, hands it to the catcher, catcher throws it to the pitcher, and I got three people touching that. That ball's fine. Like, it's just like these rules are stupid. And it's going to be a lot of baseballs. 
And, and yeah, and then they're gonna Meredith run out of Will. balls. Meredith Wills will be all over that. Um, no, it's just like you know when they wrote those guidelines, they want they don't want teams, they don't want guys to shower after games. They don't want them doing tobacco uh, seeds. They don't want them high fiving. They're just covering their ass. Like if anyone well, actually thinks that they're gonna really mandate that, they won't. Mm-hmm. In in the 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 way they wrote it was when possible, don't you know, crowd each other. And it's like, well, anything that had when possible in it was basically like, uh, we don't actually care about this. We're just doing this to cover our ass. We warned yeah. them not to get close. And uh, I, like you're saying, I mean, a lot of it's eyewash, but it, it, it also does tie into what Trevor's saying. Let's, let's say we do figure this out and baseball comes back 4th of July fireworks, baby America's back. Uh, baseball does need to, uh, be set an example. And it's kind of that community thing that Trevor was just talking about baseball players when they're out there. Yes. Uh, you're mentioning some of the extremes and they are laughable, but at the same time, these baseball players need to be setting an example for the country that, uh, you know, if they're out there high fiving in people like, you know, people are going to get pissed off about that. And the bigger thing for me was MLB just had to drop this because if they came up too short on the safety stuff, oh, oh, oh you want to see people get loud. <laughs> I get, I get, I get ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and the, na- the narrative is going to be, cause we love talking about the narrative because it's true. You guys really got to like understand that this is a big issue. They put this out there. Obviously, it's to cover them. Their ass, you know. They don't want to be liable for something. So they put, you know, these crazy strict policies that are going to be pretty much impossible to enforce. But let's hope they do enforce them. You know, that's that's what everyone's hoping. But what's going to happen is they're going to go back and forth to the players. The players might relax these a little bit. They might say, hey, let's just shower, but socially distant shower. You know, so they're going to relax some of these things. And then the owners are going to leak that to the press. And they're going to say, see, they don't really care about the health issues. It's all about money. That's what's going to happen. And, you know, we, we talk about things that on this podcast before anybody else will talk about, and that's, what's going to happen. Well, so, and the other thing, it's just a game, man. And that's, what's pissing me off about all this. Like I want both sides to just kind of just, just get to work, like figure something out because I know you can, I really think you can. And they need us to stop posturing for PR uh, relevance and just go and get to work. Jimmy, you'll you'll be proud of me, and Trevor, you will too, because I did two of my least favorite things. I did some research right before we hopped on, and that research was listening to uh, Just Drop Jeff Passan, Passan, excuse me, oh boy, Jeff Passan podcast that he did with Ryan Rosillo, my guy. And I listened to it on double speed, Jim, because it was too long. So I had to get all my facts in. Uh, Two of my least favorite things to do. But uh, I think what's interesting about the shower stuff, and Trevor, you mentioned kind of the cycle there, is Jeff was saying that a lot of that stuff may have been put out there for the players to get caught up in that stuff instead of the money. Uh, Because that's kind of what they said about the last CBA, is that the players got hung up on a lot of the perks and nice things and being comfortable. I told you guys that. Instead of the money. Yeah. So I, I think that's another that's another layer to all these guidelines and things. Because, again, think think about the majority of players who are like, oh, I want to be able to shower after the game. You start getting distracted by some of those little things, and you might miss the big picture going on behind you. A 67-page just- document. I mean, 
close your eyes and just like, you know, sometimes when you watch, uh, sometimes when I use a computer program or you play a video game and there's like an error message that comes up and I'm like, damn, a human being typed out these words. Like everything's done by humans in the end, 67 page document. There was a group of people in a room writing these down. And if you think they weren't laughing while writing these, you're insane. If you think they just were very straight-faced and serious writing, uh, MLB players can't have sunflower seeds. Like, they were giggling to themselves. Because it's so unnecessary. So it's, unnecessary. I don't, they I don't just know wrote, what is necessary. I don't know. I no, don't know what's necessary. It, it, it's unnecessary. I mean, they could have done 13 pages. 67 pages, Trev. 67 pages. I know. Got got paid per word, I think. It's so stupid. I used I used to be really bad at catching lizards. My son loves for us to catch lizards in the backyard. Yeah. And I was I was not good at it. And we catch them, we let them go. Okay, we don't like harm these lizards. Well, so e- okay. easy pee to people. Um, and then I learned a trick. The lasso out of grass around the neck. I've heard that trick. I don't follow. I don't use that. Okay. But what I do is similar to what Jake was referencing that the owners have done in the past and are doing now, seemingly. Lizards kind of stand there, and then I will put one hand, and I'll okay. like put it over here. All right. They start to focus on that hand. Meanwhile, this hand mm-hmm. the holds a box. And I hold this hand out. I bring the box slowly, 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 and then put the box over it. And they have no idea because they're the whole time looking at this other hand. And that's exactly what goes on in these types of negotiations that happened in the last CBA. The health guidelines are now that's what's going on. That's the sleight of hand. So it's, it's interesting, man. I, hopefully that doesn't like happen. Hopefully the player association is a little bit, smarter than these lizards <laughs> and they can see right through it and like let's just get through this i'm just like for my sanity i just need both sides to come together and figure this out because like you said if they don't figure this out and we lose this season i 100 believe there'll be a lockout next year yeah and that's be, bad it'll get really ugly if they don't figure this out uh is yeah, it true that you have it. a collection of lizard tails that you and teddy just uh, yeah. Take all the lizard tails and keep them in a lunchbox. Is that true? Someone's going to clip that, Jimmy, and they're going to get me in trouble. I don't know. Hey, lizards shed it's their not tails. True. It's only I heard natural. It's like a, I heard it's a, a Gimli Legolas thing that you guys rack up your lizard kill count. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we catch the same two lizards over and over again. We put them back exactly where we catch them. I'm serious. A thousand percent. Oh, yeah. You got to mark them. Get a little Sharpie. Mark them up. I should. I should. I, we, we find them in the exact same place. We put them back in the exact same place. This lizard's probably like, gosh, my you gr- leave us alone today? My, my grandpa, I believe, did that with a squirrel. He had the squirrel that ate his garden or messed up his garden, and he spray-painted it and took it like two miles away. And the fucking thing showed back up, I think. How did he catch a squirrel? Uh, I don't know. You can catch stuff. Yeah. Cages. Oh, don't, it, don't ask If there's an animal, there's a human that invented some sort of device. I mean, there's bear traps, man. True. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know I if mean, he did. I don't the think old, anyone's getting a squirrel for a. I don't know if he did pelt, the but. hand over here and the other hand over here with a squirrel, but he got it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Well, it uh, works for lizards. Uh, these protocols, some of them are smart. I'm not trying to shit on the whole thing. Like I'm not trying to be no safety. So no one like misplaced that. It's just 67 pages. Are you kidding me? Nothing needs to be 67 pages. Uh, besides like, you know, books. And even then some of those can be shortened up. It's just nuts. Each guy. Okay. I, let's just do it right now. Okay. Let's, let's just do it. Let me play the sound effect before we just do it. Well, well, what sound effect is this? Uh, we will find out when I hit a button. Whatever the plan, I am with you. That kind of works. Okay. What are we doing? I, I'll, I'm going to start with Jimmy. Okay. Mm. Disregard your rules. Yeah. I need a percentage on the season getting done. 75. Jakey? Mm. Yeah, I'm 80. I'm 80. I think wow. uh, baseball itself has too much to lose. BBD? Uh, I, I'd say I'm around like 70 there. Like I, th- I think it's more likely they figure it out. Whether or not they figured out in a way that avoids the lockout next year is kind of concerning, but I don't know how much the two things will affect each other, I guess. Trevor? At this very moment, I'm pessimistic. I know, that might just be my state of mind. You're in a but I'm, I'm like a 50-50 guy right now. Okay. Wow. It's not good. I will say that every single person I talk to is like, yeah, I think we're going to get a deal done. So that doesn't sway you? That's good. It doesn't sway me because I just, it should have already been done. Like this posturing for leverage. Like I get it. Like the players at this point have more leverage than they've ever had. Specifically in the last 10, 15 years. And what sucks is they can't really use it because people will look at them and say your guys are being greedy in a time of a global pandemic when there's 30 million people without jobs. Um, but they, they got to stop this, this, they got to, if they want to continue major league baseball, the way we know it and the way it's gone and they want to continue to be our national past time, they have to figure this out. And right now they're not doing that. They're just, it's just like, who can, who can kick the other one? Who had the report that said, was it, was it Rosenthal or Passon that was like, neither team wants to be the first to give in. And it's like, that's the type of shit that you just can't like keep that behind the walls. Like, uh, you know, I don't, that makes me mad at both sides. As commissioner of all baseball. Yep. Which you are. I am ordering Rob Manfred and the owners and Tony Clark and the MLBPA to cordially sit down and figure this out. Mm. We need to get it done, guys. You want baseball to be there, be our national pastime for the next hundred years? 
Going to need you to do it. Yeah. Do you think if Rob and Tony sat down together, anything would get done? No. Like just no. those two. No, they both are powerless people. <laughs> They'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, I got to go talk to the owners. Oh, okay, I got to go talk They'd to the players. Yeah, they'd probably like, trust me, I'd love my guys won't go for it. That's what oh, that I would be. Every point. There. I think they just I think they just start laughing and they go, they're going to figure this out or what? Huh? Gonna do I don't this? think it's I don't think it's that egregious. But I mean, I do agree that they both. I mean, effectively, Tony doesn't really answer to somebody. You know, there still needs to be votes and whatnot. So I guess that's part of it but Anyone i know rob there? rob is rob's answering to everybody 100 percent. like rob's not making job. any decisions yeah it's, it's his job yeah so funny that's, how you judge yeah that that's the only thing i can't find because and and we i brought it up a little bit last week it, these owners are people with big egos uh, some of the largest egos in the world and I think, Trevor, like you're saying, the players have leverage, man. And they've got some good stuff going on. If there are going to be 30-man rosters, I mean, we're talking about, you know, four four extra guys per team making an MLB salary, whatever that is. And again, the MLB is pretty firm on their stance. And I don't I think that's the one thing they are not going to come off of is they want their salaries. They are not going to a revenue share. That's been the biggest stance of this union for 25 years. So my biggest thing is just what can they feed the owner's egos? And I don't know what it is. Is it something like, Hey, if, if let's say there is a second wave of this thing and now all the politics and scientists start coming out, but say they did have to pull the kill switch on this season. Like, could the players say, you know, if the kill switch is pulled, then we don't get the rest of our salaries. Uh, would they ever say that? I mean, I I just don't know what the players. Well, no, because the players. That's the then, well. Then you're just giving the players all the risk here. You can't do that. Well, I mean, they get paid for the games they get paid. You know. Yeah, but then you said it's they'd have to pay it back if the postseason. No, no, doesn't no, happen? no. Like say say they play 25 games and then COVID ruins the world. I mean, they get paid for those 25 games. And the plug gets pulled. And that's going to happen anyway. That'll be oh, that'll happen. No, 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 no. I'm saying if they make that, if just say they said, okay, we're just going to pay you prorated salaries, and then a second wave happens, and it shuts down, the players aren't going to get paid. They get paid for the 25 games. Yeah, right, that's right, right. Part of the- that's already that's like that's if the players win out, they still assume that risk. What the oh, owners thought- don't want to happen is. is the- they pay the players for the regular season. And then as fall comes around and we get into the playoffs, which is a huge revenue stream right. for them, their national TV deals for the playoffs. They don't want all of a sudden a regular season to get played and then and then the playoffs get canceled and they miss out on all that. That's that's what they're trying to they're trying to find some way around that. So I mean, I think a couple things are gonna happen for the rest of the time that there is baseball. I think insurance policies are going to play huge into all these teams' financials in the future. Like we heard that Wimbledon had a pandemic insurance yeah. and it paid them out hefty. Every single team is going to have that. Players are probably going to have that. You know, I had that when I was playing. I had injury insurance when I was playing and I paid into it. And if I got hurt, I still got uh, what I was projected to make the, the next year. 
it's just a smart thing to do anyway. Yeah. Like that is smart. That's going to, that's going to be part of the game, but you know, it's man, the owners need a public win. I mean, I that's, that's something that they definitely need because it, you know, we're talking about the pettiness <sighs> of this and, and the PR the, like Trev, if the, if the, if the owners are playing the PR game, as we've discussed, if they did the revenue because they wanted the PR spin, if they do this health, because they, they care about the public. I mean, that's, that's been as evident as they ever. Do. The owners care about what the public think. So just, well, I just, think more so they just, they, they wield public opinion as a weapon. Yeah, not that so like they the, care, so like, but like they use it. If the players will not take any less money and they stay with prorated. I mean, this is what we said last episode. The owners need something that they can say, well, we did this and it's, it's going, it needs to be financial. It's not going to be in the court of public opinion. Um, it needs to be both, you know, it's just, I don't know what it is. That's what Jake's saying. I don't know what, how, I don't know how the owners agree to the prorated salaries, which they should kind of. I think we talked uh, about it already though. We gave him an idea. We are we talking baseball. If you want us, if, if baseball wants us to come in and help mediate the situation, we will. We talked about it. They already expanded the playoffs this year. Their win is keeping that fucking for the foreseeable future. Yeah. 14 yeah. teams in. That's a huge revenue win for them. Not not totally losing your franchise value. And maybe the media thing is that they just look like good but good guys for bringing baseball back. I, I, think, I guess the question is, is that enough? And hey, if they're really scared about losing their franchise value, I mean, they kind of should be. I'm back up on my percentage. I think I'm yep. I'm like 90% sure this is going to get done. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I love it, Trev. This is the life that we're living right now. You're in it. It's crazy, but they will be the heroes. They're going to pay teams or players their prorated salaries. They're going to say, look, we, we are going to take a financial hit here, uh, but we wanted to do this for our community. We're the good guys. And then you know what they're going to do? They're going to pass whatever losses they, they, they incur, which we don't even know if they're really going to lose money here. There's conflicting reports on that. If they really wanted to get audited, like, I don't know if they're going to allow that. Players have requested documents. I don't think it's going to happen. But if they really want to recoup the losses, they're going to do it. They're going to pass it on a free agency next year. This this winter, free agency is going to be crap. The next winter, free agency is probably going to be crap. They're probably going to cut down their staff. They've already won on the amateur draft. I mean, they save so much money in the draft. It's ridiculous. They are going to get that money back. So I don't even understand what the posturing is about. Is it them just being greedy and wanting more? They're not going to lose money. And for the next five years, they will recoup that money in just different ways that they won't have to explain. They'll just do it. Free agency will be crap. And they'll be like, oh, well, you know, this is kind of our response to, you know, we didn't make enough money in 2020. So like the players are going to wear it one way or the other. So like the owner should just sign the deal. Like give the players the deferred or the money, the prorated money, and just let's go. Be interesting. I mean, you just wish that you could actually know the numbers because, you know, they say they're going to lose a ton of money for every game. It's like, 
I don't know. That's the same. That's the same thing MLB did that I shot down immediately when they they ran that bogus. Well, the test might not have been bogus, but they tweeted out that they tested all these MLB employees and only zero point seven percent had it or something like that. And it's like <clears throat> you didn't tell us who you tested. Did you test physically fit athletes that are twenty to thirty years old, or did you test the accountants and the executives in the building? You didn't tell us where you tested them, how you tested them, or the timing of the test. Like you can't give us results without giving us any insight into what you did. And that's the same thing when these owners are like, we're going to lose 200 grand per game. You got to show me something that says that. Like, I'm just not going to blindly believe that to be true. It could be. I'm not, I'm not trying to dismiss it out of hand. I'm just saying as humans, you should critically think and like ask for, uh, explain that to me. You know, yeah. and they're not, they're just throwing out these numbers. And it's like, well, that uh, it does nothing. It's garbage in my ears. So if they can open their books and be like, if they can open their books and say, listen, here's the numbers. Here's the breakdown. We will lose 150 grand, 200 grand every game that we play at home without this revenue. And if those are the real numbers, then I have a lot of understanding for why they will not want to play this season uh, and do the prorated numbers. But like, I can't just blindly sure. believe that shit. So they're not, you want to, they're not going to open the books a year I know away that, I know. from a collective bargaining agreement. I, but I also, but Trev, I also, un, I also understand that. So like go to an arbiter or a middle party, let him see the books, keep me out of this. I don't, I shouldn't know any of this stuff and do it on your own. Yeah. Well, you know? what they're going to do is the, the owners are going to, the owners are going to bring, their numbers to the table they're going to open their books how they want to open their books and they're going to hide a lot of stuff and that'll probably well, they already did that of, yeah that that'll be you know part of the next media spin and like trevor's saying already happened a little bit i don't know i think the only other thing that i that's spinning through my brain that where the storm seems to be moving is that you know it's it's kind of on the owners to make their decision is the two two big things that the players can drop is the Royals selling for a billion dollars. That's looking good for, for everyone involved because it's like, hey, they've been tanking and bad, and they're still worth a billion spot. So that's something. And then the other one that the owners are probably kicking themselves right now is, uh, what is it, total salaries going down the past two seasons? Yeah, um, when, when, when revenue has skyrocketed franchise I, values have skyrocketed i think the owners got to be kicking themselves over that one because they that's when they screwed themselves dude i'm so sick of small market and all this like the raise owners are so rich it's an interesting dynamic you know what like so like the steinbrenners aren't even the richest owners no no but everyone gives them shit for spending they, they yeah but their they, their franchise value is the highest but but it's still the, it's still like you know we don't have money. We're the small market raise. We're the small market A's. You do have fucking money. You just it's the same exact thing. The owners just control that narrative. It, I mean I've done this so many times. It just bothers me when people are like, well they're the raise. They can't spend. Don't say that to me because yeah, I will rant back in your face that they can. That's PR, bro. That's I know, but so many fans believe this. I will say this. Like. As individuals, like the owners that I've met, and I've met, I don't know, like four owners. I guess that's not a ton, but uh, they're all nice guys. Like, 
we always say owners, 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 owners. Like most of the time, dude, it's like these guys are the owners, but like they have a huge team around them that's helping them make these decisions. And like they trust this team to make the right decisions financially and whatnot. It's not like these guys are like Dr. Evil from Inspector Gadget and they're just sitting there like pressing the evil button over and over and over again. That's not how it is. They're shrewd businessmen who surround themselves with people who make them try to make them more money or as much money as possible at all times. So on an individual basis, the owners I've met are great. The owners in Minnesota love them. Great people, you know, but as a whole, collectively, they do shady stuff a lot. Ooh. Ooh. Not the poll ads in general. <laughs> I love them. Donna and Jim, you guys are awesome. They've always <laughs> been great to me. But collectively, the owners, you know, they have people working for them doing this stuff. Business Acor- people. According to, this yes. according to this website, Jim Polad, twins owner, is the fourth richest owner in MLB. If anyone's up, Jim? If anyone's interested, if anyone's interested, uh, St. Louis Cardinals third, Braves second, Giants first. Jim is Giants out. someone from Oracle? I don't know who, who owns the Giants. Uh, Charles Johnson. Sure, great six six point four billion. Could be a different one. Born in yeah. Montclair, New Jersey. How many owners yeah. are from uh, New Jersey, New York? You, I think there's a, I mean, Adonacio's from New York. Probably uh, a lot yeah, because yeah. they, that's the financial capital. Yeah. You know. It's interesting. And like how many owners are from the Northeast? Because that's kind of like the baseball hub. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. For for, hey, for fans, not for players. I should say that's my big. That's my biggest stilt right now. These guys are driven by the dollar. End of the day, like if when if this, this all gets figured out, you're gonna see them doing rah rah PR. We're bringing back the country. How how good are we? They care about the dollar, and I if I'm a billionaire owner, I'd rather have my team worth 1.5 billion dollars, and I might lose some money this year rather than. <laughs> not knowing what my team's worth slash it could be half of that uh, in a year and a half or so. So that's that's still my crutch right now because that that is money. That's not hopes and dreams and rainbows and butterflies. That's the real stuff. And yeah. boy, boy, do I hope it works. Dude, these guys have never played the short game. It's always a long game with them. So I'm, that's why I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why are you doing this? Why aren't you playing the long game like usual? Maybe I next, don't understand. If there's no updates next week, which uh, we're supposed to definitely get them, let's uh, let's try and build an episode around if it if it's a yes. Uh, you know, let's try and build an episode like who's got the best six man staff if they go to mm. something like that. Let's go Mets. Mets are good. Rangers. Let's get an owner on here. We can try and reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Get an owner. He's got, he's got, we, yeah, got a, an owner. we got a, a, a different and new perspective coming to you guys on Friday. Uh, interview with an umpire, which you which you guys uh, heard us talk about. And uh, we said we wanted to get an umpire's point of view. Yeah, we'll just get an owner next. Simple as that. I don't, I mean, they, they won't. It won't happen. Oh, my God. It won't happen. 
but you it'd be awesome. Come, you want to hop on our baseball podcast while this is going on? We've been ripping you guys <laughs> for two months. Do you want to come on and defend yourself? Fair and balanced, Trev. Fair and balanced. Yeah. I try. Look, obviously, I have a lean. You guys know pro that. player scum. I'm pro player, and I and it's because that, that's been my experience. But I yeah. just said that individually, the owners are awesome people. At least in, that I've encountered. I mean, the owner of the Phillies, I saw him take his shirt off and dance in the clubhouse after I hit a walk-off homer. Like, it was awesome. And he's pretty jacked for being 60. Did you rub his belly? So, I didn't, but I was like, you know, I think I gave him a beer. I don't know. Like, he was cool. It's awesome. What's his name? I want to say it's John Middleton. Phillies owner. I'm just going to picture him naked, shirtless. Mm. It is John yeah. Middleton. Oh, picture nice head of hair. Yeah, like I said, he's guy was jacked. Yeah, this guy. I mean, this guy takes his shirt off at uh, whenever he wants. Yeah. So I mean, I wanted to make that point. Like, it's not specific individual owners we're talking about. Collectively, is what who we're referencing here. Oh, John Middleton, dude. He's only worth three point three billion, <laughs> and that's all he's Loser. worth. Yeah. And how much of that is the Phillies? I have no clue. Uh, well, he Billy's began, got a, they feel like a two bill. He began working at his cigar business. Mm. And then he, then he worked at John Middleton Inc. Where his father put him on the company's board. Right, hey, that could right be after fun. college. That's cool. That could be a fun thing for us to do. Let's go, let's go profile some owners. Let's put a face to him, man. I kind of am interested in everyone's backstory and stuff. Like this dude's family was in the cigar business. This, he went to Harvard Business School. As soon as he gets out, he goes to his company's board. So, I mean, some people will cry nepotism. Other people will cry, well, I mean, he's got to know the industry pretty well if he grew up in it. So there's both sides to that, and we already did it. No one else can talk about it at all. And then uh, under, you know, while he was on the board, they bought a bunch of brands. They bought a bunch of cigar band, brands and – uh became a major player in the pipe tobacco industry and then sold John Middleton company to Altria, the parent of Philip Morris. And they sold it for $2.9 billion. Jesus. And then he bought a 15% stake in the Phillies for 18 million. Just a, just a chunk in 1994. I mean, they sell their company for 2.9 billion he buys a 15% stake in the Phillies for $18 million. Damn. And then uh, in 2014, he assumed a more active role in the Phillies. And then let's in 15. Tell- that's crazy. Is there a chat? Like, can we ask questions right now? Um, sure. Yeah, there's a Patreon chat. Is that what you mean? Hey, Patreons, would you be interested in us profiling owners? Phillies are ranked number eight on Forbes uh, list of baseball teams value-wise. They are eighth at $2 billion. That's crazy. I think that'd be an interesting case study. I think it'd be get a, give a good perspective. And like we always say, like these guys win the PR game because they're sort of faceless. I like tying... I like tying the team to whatever the owner also does. So like the Phillies are just <laughs> cigar people now. Bunch like if you like smoking, oh, you like tobacco and cigars, you like the Phillies. That's great. I think we should do it. And this is not to vilify anybody. It's really interesting. 
We got a, we got we got a, a yes. yes, a no, and a maybe. Perfect. <laughs> oh, fucking sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I think I'm just gonna do this on my own because I am interested in it. Hey, man. One day they're gonna be like that fucking John boy started this stupid company. Fucking whatever you're worth, it's gonna be great. Can't wait for that story. The uh, the what's the Yankees? It would be like horse racing. If you like horse racing, you like the Yankees. That's a good one. I think the poll ads who were the Twins owners, and this is I could be wrong. I'm sorry, but I think they own like Pepsi distribution throughout the midwest yeah. for a long time that, that adds up for a midwest team pretty nicely and well, then you, also you real like estate it. holding and stuff yeah. they own a lot of the downtown in minneapolis um yo jim pollard's wikipedia page is light it's four sentences what's good. going on there that's all you need he doesn't want it that's all jim wants man What's funny is, so here's a little story. You're um, yelling about 67 pages. Jim Polad's getting it one and done, man. I live next door. Drew Butera and I rented a place in Minnesota. It's my first or second year in the big leagues. And um, I don't know if it's a stepdaughter or, or a real daughter, but one of like a daughter lived right next door to us. And we used to like, watch 3d movies like she'd come over and like bring us food like which is really like friendly like nice um but like i said nice family man like that's it kind of pains me to talk about the owners in this light when i know you know they're they're just people too how many calls does it take you to get to jim polad two one i think i have his number call him live hey if you uh (laughs) right now (laughs) You want if you're if you're a fan of um, if you're a fan of uh, foreclosing on farms during the Great Depression, then you're then you're a Twins fan, and that's a tough break. That's how Carl Polad made his money. He went around stealing people's land during the Great Depression. I knew it was real estate. I didn't know. It was that. Okay, you know. Money's money. I didn't know Carl. I didn't know Carl. You know, he can't hold the son for the sins of the father. Hey, you know, well, you can't pay for your farm because there's a Great Depression. You just give that to Carl Polad, and he's going to own the twins one day. So, Hey, that's that's a story that's going on right now, by the way. Yeah. Commercial real estate is essentially dead so is that how we become owners let's just go steal some so. some let's go uh grab some land from people that are uh you know down and out yeah we need commercial real estate and then we'll convert it into manufacturing and we'll just go become Sounds great. a pan- pandemic insurance company and just cross them fingers mm-hmm. pandemic insurance company is awesome just non-stop rooting for a pandemic and then <laughs> getting one no, if you're I mean, an insurance company, no, you, you don't, don't want you a don't. pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah. The people that were paying for <laughs> pandemic insurance. Who fucking pay? Where do you sell pandemic insurance? Wimbledon got it. I think that's like 100%. That's going to be a staple at any franchise. They'll probably end up paying a million bucks, two million bucks a year. 
and that'll cover whatever, you know, whatever they want it to cover. Like that's you know what the price will be. But I'm assuming these insurance companies are going to make out. And, and obviously, unless there's like several like global pandemics. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but I think that's a good idea. I think that, you know, it'd be a really cool story if one day we all own part of a team because... Uh, we we figured something out, dude. Listen to this. I don't know what we'll figure out. Carl Polad nope. tried to sell the Twins in 2001 back to Major League Baseball as part of a contraction plan. So he just like wanted out. Yes. It's like yeah, I'm done. Well, they thought they were going to move the team. Yeah, Twins don't need to exist anymore. And then uh, they went to court. So like this shit, it's interesting to me. He went to court because uh, Minnesota was like, no, you have a lease on the Metrodome. You can't leave. So then they stayed. And now Jim Pol. I mean, what would Jim have been doing if his dad sold the team? Probably managing one of the other million okay. dollar businesses. Yeah, it'd be okay. Find a way. They also owned the Vikings for a little bit. That's cool. But that, fr- that franchise values up. I mean, they got a new Imagine stadium. Imagine owning like all the teams in the so, city the owner of detroit uh does that so he owns he owns part of i think all of them the red i know he owns the red wings and the tigers i don't know about the lions the little caesars dude yeah illich if you like cardboard pizza that's a, a great story fan. it is a good story and that guy's Although, really cool. i don't know hold on i don't want to be on on camera saying that because there might be some like shady things i don't know about little caesars pizza they it's just bad pizza. Have them. There's all, all skeletons in every one of these owners' closets. That's how you get that much money. <laughs> Can we just a, invent like an app or something? There's there's a there's a documentary called The Russian Five about the Detroit Red Wings and and the owner, the little little Caesars dude's chronicled in there. So there's actually in that he's painted in a nice light. Pretty cool. And yeah, hey, we'll invent an app. Can I ask you something like on air that's maybe confidential? Uh, yeah, you can ask it. Yeah. <laughs> so we saw LeBron James and the Houston Astros thing. Yeah. Like on, it's going to come out on Quibi, which Quibi, I don't understand yeah, yeah. how they're going to make seven minute episodes for that. Cause it seems like it's more of a long form to me, but what do I know? Just an yeah. idiot baseball player. Former. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something that's still going on? talks um with the quibi show no oh uh yeah i don't know if i can answer that one but with the quibi show they're they've been in contact whatever <laughs> you've tough spot forget about I, it forget I, ask. I, I hate not being yeah. open so jake what do you think Just i like type. that they, they've been in contact i like that yeah that's all i that's should say gross. That's pro shit. That's when when Ploof starts talking show on us. That's show. Yeah, yeah. they they've reached out. That's not what Ploof's asking about. So should I just tight lip the rest of it? Yeah, I just shut up. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you never know. Speaking of show, I posed this question. Also There's like four Astros docs in the works right now. I'll tell you that, and they all reached out to me. They all or want me to be part of it. No stone unturned, and we're just going to keep on doing our best day after day. And, like, the fact that it's, like, LeBron <laughs> is producing is so funny. That's the reason that Quibi went with that that doc. Is Quibi going to make it? I've heard it's not good. Quibi bought hey, it. Quibi guy. 
no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Company? I'm saying, like, is Quibi the company yeah, going to make it? Big picture. Uh, I don't know. Their numbers are brutal right now, but I guess they have better content coming out. But um, they blamed it on Corona and not just like a terrible concept of a streaming app. So I do not want to sit on my couch and watch something on my phone. Well, that's what they're saying is it's, it was supposed to be like a mobile thing. People are moving everywhere watching these shows, but then everyone's not. But they say that Trev, but then that's also terrible math because people don't commute more often than they sit on their couch. People commute for, you know, I think the average commute is probably, I mean, I think 40 minutes is even high if I do average there. So like you're getting 40 minutes of people's day and that's what you think is worth a billion. Nothing adds up really for the Quibi like game plan for me. You know what I'm saying? If they're like, we're going to capture people on their commutes, that's not that much of the day. You'd much rather capture people when they're just sitting at home on their couch. Uh, so I don't even understand the whole the whole point of Quibi, but uh, hopefully I'm on the, that doc that uh, it's going to be on Quibi. So everyone go get Quibi and watch the doc. Are you and LeBron James like boys? Yeah, he reached out personally. Uh, we actually, we met at a Blaze Pizza and just kind of, you know, talked about investments and cheating and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's pretty I cool. I talked about my grays so he would feel better about his hairline and it just kind of, we went off from there. Yeah. Hair buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good combo. Well, we're completely off of baseball, which is great. Yeah. I think we'll just... Play this tune. We're out. We'll see you on uh, Friday. Let's go, baseball. Make it happen.